With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city. Set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city It lies four square The gates are made of jasper And I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city And it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there Hello, everyone. God bless you. Welcome to the Prophetic News Radio broadcast today, tonight on the uh, Prophecy Zone channel. So I want to welcome you, and uh, we say this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, I was having a little technical difficulty, so sorry I'm late, but... Better late than never, amen? And uh, our topic tonight is spiritual abuse or spiritual slavery. But we know as born-again Christians that Jesus Christ has set us free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. So we want to thank God for his blessed Holy Spirit for sending his son Jesus Christ to die for us so that we can have this freedom. And uh, we want to let you know that the uh, chat room is open if you'd like to sign in, and I'll be checking your comments. Uh, Also, this is a live call-in show, and the call-in number is 347 Eight two six seven zero eight eight. If anyone has any questions, and uh, also I want to uh, make you aware of our YouTube channel, and our YouTube channel is Jonah T for Tom forty eight. Uh, you'll find some very interesting. YouTube videos there. We just want to thank God so much that uh, we have had over 100,000 views on our YouTube channel, and it's just a few months old. So uh, God is using it in a mighty way. And uh, we have a TV ministry that costs absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. So uh, don't let these preachers lie to you. And they tell you that uh, they have to have money to preach the gospel. Because you can preach the gospel for free. 
Hallelujah. We have the Internet. We have YouTube. We have uh, many different outlets. Uh, most of all, we have a mouth. So uh, we can uh, let God use it and uh, be a blessing to the world and open our mouth and proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That doesn't cost anything. That's free. Uh, Yes, I understand that it does require financing to uh, have a church, have a a building, have uh, lights on, and uh, different things like that, but it it doesn't cost anything in reality to preach the gospel because God wants to use each and every one of us to reach out to a lost and dying world. And we see uh, the devastation in Japan over the last few days, and it's probably going to uh, get a lot worse over there before it gets better. But the Lord Jesus did say that there would be earthquakes and famines and there would be devastation on the earth before his return. So uh, we see that happening, and I think it's a great opportunity for the church to uh, stand up and be the church and reach out and show people what Jesus Christ is all about that he's a God of compassion, he's a God of mercy, and uh, I think the church can have a shining moment there in Japan. So uh, we'll see what happens. We're praying for those people. We just we can't imagine when you're so far away from something. It's hard to uh, even imagine that kind of devastation a tsunami, an earthquake, and a meltdown at a nuclear power plant. So it is very, very overwhelming. And uh, we have to keep the people in our prayers. Also, uh, we want to let you know that we have a chat room. And the chat room's open. And uh, we have... Our website also propheticnews.com. I want to uh, just do a little promotion of some of the um, websites and some of the programs on Blog Talk Radio that you might be interested in. We have uh, Phil Armstrong of the Prophecy Zone, and uh, he deals mainly with the end times, uh, the state of Israel the uh, New World Order. He has a very, very interesting program. He's a a good brother. He brings on some interesting guests. So I think you would enjoy that. That's the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Also, uh, one of my favorite programs is the Church Folk Revolution, and that's with with, uh, Brother T.J., Sister Liberty, who's the perfect, fits in just so perfect there with Brother TJ and Brother Lee. And uh, you'll really be blessed. Uh, I think that God has, he's got some people out there that refuse to bow the knee. And uh, we're going to stand up for the gospel, the truth of the gospel. 
And uh, it's a wonderful thing to see how God's bringing people together. There's also another uh, good brother on YouTube, Kevin Oliver. He uh, has his YouTube channel, Not Your Typical Negro, and you will really enjoy those. Um, You will be spiritually fed by all these people, I guarantee you. And uh, you don't have to pay them any tithe money. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Anyway, uh, also, um, we have uh, James Sunquist with his website, um, perfectpeaceplan.com. That's with, um, he does a, a, a good exposés. Mainly, he, he did two books he wrote about Rick Warren, so the brother has done his homework. And then uh, we also have uh, Brother Bud Press that was a guest, Christian Research Service, and you'll be blessed by his articles. He's done, and he's done his research. So these people have spent a lot of time uh, investigating the um, falling away, the great falling away that we're seeing in the church today. And they're there to warn you and to help you stay safe, especially from uh, spiritual abuse. And we see that uh, so much in the church today. Um, there's so much spiritual abuse by pastors. They've they've um, taken their uh, position and used it as kind of a power play over people. Uh, to try to lord it over them and to uh, put them into spiritual slavery. So we're going to talk about um, spiritual abuse tonight. We're going to talk about how do you know if you've been pimped. And I I was inspired the other day. I was uh, surfing the net, and there's a brother... um, I've been reading his website for a few years, pulpitpimps.com. <laughs> and uh, he's a good brother. I, I don't 100% agree with his doctrines, but I like his heart. I like the fact that he, he's been out there for quite a few years exposing pimps in the pulpit, like uh, Brother TJ. Um, he has his preacher bureau of investigations at pimppreacher.com. So um, anyway, he he put up an article, uh, this brother from Pulpit Pimps, about how do you know if you've been pimped. (laughs) So I wrote my own little script about uh, how do you know if you've been pimped by your pastor. So uh, the Bible says that we aren't supposed to be ignorant, and uh, we're supposed to have wisdom to be able to uh, discern what's going on. Uh, we just don't get up on Sunday morning and, and get dressed and put on our makeup and head down to the church for some uh, brainwashing and uh, seed sowing. Uh, 
anniversary celebrations, uh, trapeze artists in the church, uh, dancing, disco dancing, whatever. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I, I've never seen anything like it. Now, I've been a Christian for over 30 years. And um, we used to go to church, go to church, worship the Lord. It was really worship. It, it wasn't entertainment. And then uh, the pastor would actually teach the Bible. And uh, for the most part, back then, they didn't have too many different translations. So it was usually King James, which I like. And so um, you could actually get something. You could actually get uplifted when you went to church on Sunday. And there wasn't so much of this prosperity teaching at the time. It was the early 80s when I first got saved. So there wasn't too much of that. Now you go to church and it's entertainment and the girls have their dancing clothes on. Uh, sometimes they're not dressed modestly, which um, I don't understand that, uh, because the Bible says that women are supposed to dress modest. So I don't know where they get that from. And then they have entertainment, and they, and they, they do the hand motions all in sync. And it, it looks like some kind of a stiff, performance instead of a worship service so I miss it I like uh, I must say that uh, one person that I see on uh, television Brother Swagger he's got that he's got that old time Pentecostal music on his channel I mean I am a little disappointed with Brother Swagger and Donnie for their fundraising techniques Uh, I don't know there's a little pimpery going on there and I uh, just want to say, Brother Swaggart, I love you, but I wish you'd stop the pimping. You and Donnie know better than to do that. But his uh, channel, Sun Life Broadcasting, they've got that old-time Pentecostal music, and you really feel like you're at a worship service when you uh, when you watch the music. So if some of you are, are out there and you don't know, what I mean, because you you might have grown up in these churches where it's more of an entertainment than it is a, a worship service. And then the pastor comes out, and so you know you're being pimped when uh, the pastor comes out on Sunday morning, and it's offering time, blessing time, let's give the Lord a hand. And, wow, I was there. Okay, I was there. I confess. I was there. I I took my money out of my my purse and uh, held it up in the air to the Lord. It's like, uh, really, just like a, a lost sheep there. Just everybody was doing it. And I like to think of myself as an individual, <laughs> but I was right
right there doing the same thing, holding the money up in the air, waving it at God like, uh, what in the world? God had to be up there saying, wow, these people are messed up. What are they doing? Holding money up in the air, waving it at me. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, It, it wasn't God. It's not God. Uh, We don't give our money to God because God himself does not need any money. He he has no use for money. Uh, There's no money in heaven. He's not opening up the windows of heaven and and pouring out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive if you pay your tithes. Uh, He's not raining money out of heaven because he doesn't have any, any money up there. So... Actually, that that scripture in Malachi is talking about rain because they were talking about crops in a storehouse, which was really a building where they stored things. It wasn't the pastor's playground where uh, he collects 10%. And uh, we'll just say if it's a church of about 10,000 people. Well, I would say probably 10 or 20% of the people are tithing on a regular basis. And he's collecting thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions on Sunday. And uh, he's having a good old time because he's he's buying himself a better house. He's buying himself a couple cars. He uh, He's got his children on staff. And uh, the kids are living good. They're driving nice cars. And you're taking the bus. So, <laughs> Or maybe maybe you're not even taking the bus. Maybe you're driving your bicycle to church. So that might be how it is. But you know that you're getting pimped. You know that you're getting pimped if you're a pastor. Now, these are some of the, the things that I came up with. Uh, first of all, I want to give you the um, meaning of spiritual abuse. Spiritual abuse occurs when a person in religious authority or a person with a unique spiritual practice misleads and maltreats another person in the name of God or in the mystery of any spiritual concept. So, Religious abuse, and and many pastors do this because it's kind of a heady thing, really, uh, because you're up there and you make everybody call you pastor, and so you start thinking like you start thinking like you're some big thing, and uh, then everybody does everything you say. You notice that pretty quick that that people that have power and like to lord things over people. It's kind of a power trip because you realize, wow, everybody's looking up to me. They'll do anything I tell them to do. And I've seen this in many, many churches where grown men, smart men, educated men, people with college degrees, PhDs, whatever, they will totally surrender their will to the pastor. And uh, then they'll act like fools. They don't even uh, realize what they're doing. And the pastor then takes advantage of it because he, he's got power. Uh, he's got the ability to pick your pocket. Uh, so it's a trip. 
but it's not the way Jesus intended for it to be. If you um, if you look uh, if you want to read a good article that I wrote personally on my website propheticnews.com, it's an article called Titles, and um, the Book of Job, thirty-two, verse twenty-one and twenty-two says. Let me not, I pray you, accept any man's person, neither let me give flattering titles unto man. For I know not to give flattering titles, in so doing my maker would soon take me away. So uh, we are not to uh, put a title in front of our name. If you notice that in the Gospels, whenever uh, Paul... Um, especially if you look at Philippians 1.1, which I have here, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ. If you notice that the apostles, when they talked about themselves, they never said Apostle Paul or, or Prophet Paul or the Prophet John or the Dr. John. They always used their first name. They let people call them by their name, and uh, they put the title after. So... Uh, you don't see that in the New Testament. You don't see anybody giving themselves a title. It's it's an ego trip, and it, it places it then places the pastor in a position where he's above you. So you kind of look at him with awe, and uh, so you know that you are being pimped when your pastor will not let you call him by his first name, and. I know that one time I was going to a church and I happened to call the pastor by his first name and he was really insulted. He really, it, uh, if looks could kill, I mean, but I just decided, it, it came to the point in my life where I just decided that I am not playing this game anymore. I, it's okay to have respect for people, yes, that's that's fine and you should. But if I couldn't call him by his first name, that's who he was. I mean, his name was, let's say, Joe. And Joe is a pastor. But he's Joe. He He's not Pastor Joe. He's Joe, but he happens to be a pastor. It's just like if you were a, a secretary. So what am I supposed to call you, Secretary Susie or Susie, the secretary? It's the same thing. And uh, so... You know you're being pimped when your pastor will not let you call him by his first name. Also, you know you're being pimped when your pastor has a bodyguard. Now, why? Could you please tell me? Like, what's going on? Like. Are we in Hollywood, or are they? Did they become the president of the United States, or a world leader that uh, they have to have bodyguards? And, and did you notice, like, if you ever watch TD Jakes, you notice his broadcast. He has these 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 guys standing in the front, and they look like they look mean. And uh, they're standing in front just in case someone might try to rush the stage or something to uh, get T.D. Jakes to actually touch them. Um, I've actually been to services in the past. I mean, it's been years ago, but 
I have actually been to services where the preacher had a bodyguard and you and you couldn't talk to him after the service. No. No, you couldn't talk to him. Mm-mm. He was rushed out of the building by his security team and and Elvis left the building. <laughs> so No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. No, no. Preachers are not movie stars. They're uh, a lot of them are actors, yes. A lot of them are actors, and um, they probably should get an Academy Award. But movie stars, no. They're just ordinary people, just like you and me. They have a Bible, and God lets us take that Bible. He lets us preach in some instances. He lets us make a name for ourselves, which... Of course, the Bible says Jesus made of himself no reputation in Philippians. And so we're supposed to be likewise, whether people know our name or or they don't know our name, who cares? The only name they really need to know, the only name that can really help them is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the name above all names, and that's the name we want to lift up today. That's the name, the precious name of Jesus that saved us, the name that's upon our lips when we cry out in the night when we need help. Our help comes from God. We know where our help comes from. And our help does not come from man because the Bible says, Jeremiah 17:5 Cursed is the man that puts his trust in man. Don't trust man because you will be rudely disappointed and then you wind up backsliding and you'll be blaming some preacher. Well, n- nobody should make you backslide. Now that's your problem. So just obey God. If God says don't put your trust in man, then don't do it. Don't do it. And you won't be disappointed. But we're going to go on. Also, I have a few more reasons to believe that you're getting pimped. When you cannot get prayer without giving your name and address to the prayer line. <laughs> oh, Now, year, a few years ago, I had called... Marilyn Hickey's prayer line. This was a long time ago, in the 90s. And uh, so they wouldn't pray for me until I gave them my name and my address. Now, what's behind all that? What do you think is behind all that? What's behind all that is that they want to put you on the mailing list because then they can send you begging letters, uh they can send you sand and they send you seeds and they send you all kinds of things just to get you to send them money. And I'm like, wow, I'm hurting. I need prayer. And they don't care about praying for me. They just want to put me on the mailing list. So I was very, very, very disappointed at that time in Marilyn Hickey. And there's a lot of other ministries that do that too. Why do you think that Rod Parsley sends you When you hear him, he'll tell you now, write down your prayer request 
and send it to me and send me a little tuck in a little seed phase offering in there with your prayer request and then I'm going to send it back to you after we've prayed over I'm going to send it back what do you think that's all about do you do you really think that they care about your prayer request no it's a money-making thing. It's just a way to get your name and your address so that Rod can send you more begging letters. And, Rod Parsley, you should be ashamed of yourself because you know better than that. He really does. And I, I hope Rod gets born again again. I really do. Anyway, uh, you know you're being pimped when you can't get a word from the Lord without a seed faith gift. Yes. Have, ha, has there been a prophet that's come through your town? Has there been a prophet that's come through your church? And for your love offering of $1,000, you get a real good prophecy. Did you ever notice we had one of those guys come uh, to this church that I was at in Bradenton, Florida? He came through. And... They told and he told the people now you you give us come up here and you bring me a thousand dollars, and when you went up there to give him his thousand to give the thousand, he gave you a word. I mean you were you were I'm telling you you were going to be rich you were going to be famous you were if you were single you were going to have a husband you you were you were getting everything you wanted, okay. That was for the $1,000. But when it got down to like the 100 well, he didn't want nothing to do with you. No, I think they passed the basket. He, he didn't even have a word. He didn't even have a word for you for $100. So you know you're being pimped when that happens. Now, you know you're being pimped when you cannot be the, a, a member of the church until you you give 10%. You know you're being pimped then. Now, you go to join the church. You want your name put on the rolls. And what did they tell you? You have to pledge 10% of your income. Otherwise, you cannot be a member here. Now, I actually joined a church like that. 1993, I joined the church, I signed the paper, I gave my 10%, and uh, because I wanted to be loyal, faithful, whatever, stupid, all those adjectives, (laughs) but you know you're being pimped when they do that. You know you're being pimped if your church costs over $50 million million to build and people are hungry in the congregation. You know you're being pimped. Do you know that Joel Osteen's church, and I don't even know why he calls it a church. I don't even think he wants to call it a church. There's no, there's not a, a thing in there that would make you think you're in a church. Oh, no, no cross. You can't have a cross in here because you might offend somebody if you have a cross. 
you can't make it look at all like a church. No, it looks like a theater. It looks like a stage production. It costs $100 million. Oh, and they have really nice lights in the ceiling. They have all kinds of lights. You get a light show. Uh, you get a full orchestra. And, uh, no, they never talk about hell. Don't. No, I, I heard Dodie Osteen say it one day. Oh no, we don't talk about hell. Oh no, we don't. We want to make people feel good. Oh, we don't. We don't want to make them. We don't want. We don't want them to feel bad. Now, You'll, they'll feel bad if you tell them about hell. Um, well, the Bible talks about hell, doesn't it? The Bible talks about hell is a real place. Hell is a real place. Yes. And do you know that the the most terrible thing about hell, the thing that will be the most terrible thing, is that you will know there is a God if you don't know that before you leave this earth. You will know that there is a God, and you will also know that you will be eternally separated from him. And that is the worst part of hell, never mind the other parts of it, but that's the worst part. That's the worst part. So if if you're going to a church and they won't talk about hell, uh, you're being pimped, and you better run for your life. Run for your life. Why did Jesus come? Why did he say that we have to be born again? He said it. He said that ye must be born again. That means that you must make a confession of faith with your mouth. Salvation is made with your mouth confessing, repenting of your sins. You have to repent. We're all sinners. You have to admit you're a sinner. You have to admit that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and accept that because he is. He is the Son of God. He came to earth. He died. He rose again. He lives. He's a living God. And he's coming again to this earth. I got news for all you people that don't believe that. He is coming back. Yeah, he is. So, Joel Osteen, Dodie Osteen, uh, John Osteen, his father was a Baptist preacher. They know better than that. They know uh, about hell, and yet they don't want to tell people. Well, you're, you're doing a disservice to people if you don't preach the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now... You know you're being pimped when the first lady of the church gets a baby grand piano for her birthday and you don't even get a card. Amen. Now, I was in a church like that too where I remember we were having a a birthday party for the, the pastor's wife and they were taking up an offering and they said, we're going to get her a baby grand piano for her living room for her birthday. And I'm like, wow. You know, but at, at the time I just thought, oh, isn't that wonderful? We went to the house for the birthday party and, and they presented her with this beautiful uh, baby grand piano for her living room. That was really nice, wasn't it? And then there was people, I, I knew people personally that went to that church that one one family didn't have a telephone. They They couldn't, this is 1995, they didn't have a telephone because they couldn't afford it, and the and the father was actually on staff at the church. But yet, yet, for the the pastor's 
wife's birthday, they bought her a, a baby grand piano for her living room. She already had one in the church, a monster one that must have cost $10,000. And then the pastor, for his birthday, he got a boat. Yes, he got a boat. And, and meanwhile, the family there was the three kids and the father, uh, the mother deserted the children who worked on staff, didn't have a telephone. Uh, uh, we were getting pimped. We were getting pipped. It, it took me a few years to wake up. It's like uh, the, the brothers and sisters over there at Church Folk Revolution, uh, they say it's mad, they call it mad church disease. It, yeah, it's mad church disease. Imagine uh, sitting there, dumb sheep, and just going along with all that mess. And uh, that's why they say uh, it's time to have a revolution because... That, that, it's enough already. That, that's enough. Enough. So, uh, also now, you know that you're getting pimped that when you go to church and uh, say you have a, you might have a gift preaching ministry or teaching ministry, and they tell you that you have to clean the... <laughs> You have to clean the toilets to to prove yourself. Yes, yes. I I know that there's some of you out there that have experienced that. That you have you must prove yourself faithful there at the church, and you must prove yourself faithful by cleaning the toilets. And then when you prove yourself faithful, then maybe, just maybe, you might get the pulpit on a Wednesday night because you'll probably never get it on a Sunday morning. No. No. Rarely. Rarely will they ever hand over the pulpit to a member of the congregation on a Sunday morning. Who gets who gets the pulpit on a Sunday morning? Ah, people like Mike Murdoch. Yes, Mike Murdoch will get the pulpit on Sunday morning. He didn't have to clean the toilets to come there. No. <laughs> no. No, he didn't. He will come and he will raise $10,000, $100,000. I heard he even raised a million dollars one time for some church. And everybody was applauding. Everybody was going up to the front with their checks. Uh, he told my one friend that if she gave a $58 seed, she could write down whatever she wanted on the check. And and she told me, she said, Susan, I was believing God for a husband for my daughter. And do you know that a few months after I gave Mike Murdoch that $58 seed, my daughter met a man and she's getting married. I was like, oh, okay, I I, I happen to like this woman very much, so I didn't say anything to her. Uh, I, after that, I thought, wow, I mean, that is really dumb. You know, imagine that you actually believe that. You give Mike Murdoch $58, and you give it to him because you're not giving it to God. No, I mean, God has no use for your money. He doesn't have any use for it. No, he has no use for your money. You have use for your money, 
and somebody else has use for your money, but God doesn't have any use for your money. No, no, he wants your he wants your heart. He wants your heart. That's what he wants. <laughs> so uh, but, uh, imagine that these people actually believed, and I, I believed this at one time, I confess. I'm confessing myself now. So I was there. and uh, But she actually believed that she gave Mike Murdoch $58, and her daughter got a husband, and that was because she sold $58 to Mike Murdoch. So you know, you know that they were being pimped. They were being pimped. But I, I have news for for all, for all these the pimpery and all this con artist and all this extortion and all these Ponzi schemes and all this stuff that's going down. Going down. It's coming down. I have news for you. There's coming a day, and and you can look in your Bible, and you, and you will see uh, scriptures of, about extortion. The Bible talks about it, extortion, taking things from, from people that, that don't belong to you and manipulating them to give it to you. Well, this stuff is coming down. And I don't wish anybody any harm, but I'm telling you, if these guys don't stop it, there are people that are going to start suing them. It's already happening where, where people that, we're in some of these churches are suing the pastors and suing the ministries for their they want their money back and it's going to start happening more and more because God is not mocked you you can't make fun of this thing you can't make a joke out of the death burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ no you don't handle the word of God deceitfully you don't do it for your own gain because a day of reckoning will come and you don't want to be there. Remember, and some of you do remember what happened with uh, Jimmy Swaggart back in the 1980s and with Jim Baker and how their ministries came tumbling down and God exposed exposed them and he exposed their greed. And uh, it was terrible. Ugh. It was so awful. It really broke our hearts. I don't want to see that again, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, this thing's going to come down. No, that's enough already. That's enough. You can't take advantage of of innocent people and con them. Their money doesn't belong to you. You you, You need money? Get a job. Quit buying things on credit. It's like, who was saying that? I can't remember who I heard saying it the other day about, you know that uh, poverty is not a curse and that uh, you're in debt because you you bought things you couldn't afford. That's why you're in debt. It wasn't the devil. It was you. And so it's like a lot of us have to face reality and realize that, uh, they they say, oh, it's the spirit of poverty. That's what I'm saying because, yes, the Bible does say in the Old Testament that poverty was a curse, but they're telling you that because you have all these debts that it's some kind of a curse of poverty on you where if you don't work, you won't eat. If you don't work, you won't pay your bills. And uh, if you buy things you can't afford, that that's not a curse. That's you. So... 
quit blaming the devil. I mean, he's a troublemaker as it is, but he shouldn't be making us uh, dumb. We're supposed to have wisdom. The Bible says wisdom. Now, there's something to get. Wisdom, it's the principal thing. Now, you know you're being pimped if you didn't get your breakthrough. (laughs) If you didn't get your breakthrough since the year of Jubilee. Remember when they had the um, year of Jubilee and they were telling you that you were going to get all your debts were going to be forgiven if you gave love offerings and seed faith offerings and um, all your debts were going to be forgiven. Now, I I can imagine, and and I believe that I'm probably correct, there's about 95% of the church folk that are going to church every Sunday that are born-again Christians, and none of them are out of debt. None of them got a jubilee. None of them got a breakthrough. No. They still got bills. They still got mortgages. They still got car payments. So you can't sow enough seeds to make any of that stuff happen. No, no. I mean, I'm not saying God can't bless you some uh, mysterious way, because he can. (laughs) He can get something to you. But he's looking at your heart. He's not looking at your greed. He's not... God is not impressed with the fact that you took $1,000 over to the pastor and uh, sowed a seed into his ministry. No, God's not impressed with that. Uh-uh. And why did you do that? You, why did you do that? If you're really honest and, and you examine your motives, because like I said, God looks at your heart. So if you were really being honest, you would uh, you'd say to yourself, the reason I did it was because I wanted something back. Well, that's not Christianity. No, that's not Christianity. Christianity is when we do things because we love people and we want to do things, not because we want something. You know, you know you're being pimped if you're being told that you're cursed with a curse. If you, if you don't pay your tithes, or your protection money to the pastor. Yes, it's protection money because they will stand up there on a Sunday and they will tell you that if you don't give them 10% here to this storehouse that's feeding you, you are cursed with a curse. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. No. And another thing If you're going to teach the Bible, honestly, if you're going to teach the Bible and you're going to stand up on a Sunday and call yourself a pastor and you're actually going to hold that book in your hand and you're going to teach people that are coming there, then you need to know what it says. You really need to know what the Bible says if you're going to teach it. It doesn't say no, it doesn't say you're cursed if you don't give the pastor 10%. No, the Bible does not say that. In the first place, your church is not your storehouse. There's no food. I, I, 
in most churches in this country, I don't see any building where they're storing up food. And that was what a storehouse was in the Old Testament. It was actually a building where they stored food. Uh, it had nothing to do with going there to learn God's word. You can you can teach yourself God's word. You don't need to go some building to pay somebody 10% of your income to learn about God. You can learn about God on your own. You go over there for fellowship and uh, to see people. And, yes, teaching, yes, you can learn something. But you're definitely not going to learn anything from a guy that can't even read the Bible to see what it says about tithing. If, if you can't even get that straight, then you're in trouble. He's in trouble. Anyway, you know that you've been pimped. When your pastor has a juice girl and a towel boy. Now, I'm I'm giving a big shout out to uh, the Church Folk Revolution for that one. Actually, they they did a program uh, last week about armor bearers. Is it really scriptural? And they, they talked quite a bit about the pastors that have these towel boys where if they sweat, they actually have someone that comes up and wipes the sweat off their head with a towel. Now, now that is ridiculous. That, that is ridiculous. And they, they even had one lady call in, and she was a, a pastor's wife, and she said, I, I wouldn't even wipe the sweat off my husband's head while he was up there preaching, go up there with a towel and start wiping his head. Now, that is spiritual abuse. I'm telling you, that that is a spiritual abuse. And nobody should be putting up with that. Especially, I'm telling some of you mothers and you fathers out there, if your teenage son or daughter is at a church and the pastor is making them wipe his head and bring them juice, you you need to hit the door. I mean, grab your purse and your coat and, and run, get out of there. Fast, and don't let the door hit you as you leave the building, building screaming. Yes, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something about Jesus Christ. He came to set you free. He came to set you free. We are not in bondage. We do not have to be in bondage. And these people that are trying to hold you in bondage, no, these 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 places need to clear out. These places need to clear out, and and they need to close up. And that's it. I had a a guest on my program about a month ago, Steve Lumley from Apostasy Watch. Now he was a member of. Um, Bob Tilton's church in uh, Dallas, Texas. And at one time, Bob Tilton had, oh, he had one of the biggest ministries in the country. And he told me that that building there that Tilton spent millions of dollars building, it's not even there anymore. They tore it down. That church is gone. It, you you don't even know that it was ever there. It was ever there. Bob Tilton got got uh, started pimping and using the name of the Lord uh, for pimping people out of money, and and that building's gone. It's not even there. 
He doesn't even pastor a church anymore. Uh, I think he's got a TV ministry. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while, but terrible, just terrible. Now, I'm not wishing that on anybody. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish anybody's church to close up. I don't wish the building to be torn down. I don't wish that on anyone. But if you're going to stand up there, call yourself a pastor and open a church, and uh, you're there to bless people, then you need to bless people and not just be, to be let it be about blessing yourself either. Because I'm telling you, God knows what you need. He knows what you need. You don't have to tell anybody what you need. He knows what you need before you even ask him. You don't have to bring him any love offerings. What do you think the Lord Jesus Christ is? kind of Hindu God that you have to bring him flowers and you have to bring him money and you have to bring burn the incense and you have to do all these things to get him to love you? No. He laid down his life for you. He laid down his life. He gave his life. He came down from heaven. He left the beautiful heaven to come to earth and live as a man, uh, he died on a cross. He suffered a crucifixion. And he did it to make you free. He didn't do it so you can be in slavery to some church and to some pastor who who's already given himself over to a reprobate mind and doesn't give a hoot about you anymore. So, no, Jesus Christ came to set us free, to give us liberty, to shower his mercy upon us and his love and his grace. And uh, that's what we aim to preach. That's what we aim to preach here at uh, this program, Prophetic News, and some of the other brothers and sisters that are out there uh, that have good hearts. And we don't do this for money. We just do it because we love the Lord and we want to get the gospel out. Yes. And we're grateful that God's given us this wonderful opportunity here to be with you and to be a blessing to you. So you'll grow. Get out that Bible. Crack it open and find out what it says. Find out for yourself what it says. It's a beautiful book. Beautiful. Let me tell you that uh, you know that you're being pimped if you're a pastor is wearing a Catholic priest uniform with a collar and a, and a long dress. If your pastor comes, if, if he comes to church, now wait a minute. I'm telling you, if he comes into the building and he has a dress on, well, yeah. I, I, look, can you imagine yourself or your husband? Or your wife. Now, imagine this. You get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you have your breakfast, and you go in your closet and you pull out a dress. Your husband pulls out his his dress, his uh, Catholic priest uniform, which is like a dress, a men's dress, and he buttons it up. And then he puts a collar on his neck. And then he puts a belt around his waist. And then he's, he he goes out the door. 
And he no longer is Joe. He is now the Reverend Dr. Bishop Joe. Uh, He's out for the day. He's got his uniform on, his costume, and he's going to play the part. Now, that is ridiculous. Like, come on. How do you get up in the morning and put that thing? How do you get up? How, How do you do that? Now, I want to tell you the truth. For me, if I had ever, in the 30 years that I've been a Christian, got up in the morning and put an outfit on like that, I would say, it is. It, take me away. Yes. Take me away. It's time now. I have lost my mind. I, I have totally lost it. Now take me away. Yes. Yes. So... No, I mean, it's a form of insanity. I'm telling you, it really is. It's like, it's a real ego trip. Yes, it is. So, no, no, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. We don't dress up in a costume and play a part and become an actor or an actress and for the sole purpose of of an ego trip and to make people respect you and uh, and then uh, to uh, collect their 10% so that you can have a good life. No, it's ridiculous. It has to stop. <laughs> no, no. It has to stop. Now, you know that you are being pimped when TBN is having another telethon. You know that you are being pimped because... Did you ever see some of the things that TBN owns? For instance, TBN is the richest so-called Christian television network in the world. They take in, they're probably worth over a billion dollars, probably a lot more because you probably don't know the exact extent of their wealth, and yet they actually have the nerve to hold telethons and to tell you that they need money. They need more money to preach the gospel, and they have to get this message out. Well, they're already on, I don't know, two or three satellites. I don't know how many satellite networks they have. How many satellite networks do you think it takes to preach the gospel? Uh, one maybe. Hmm. I think one is enough. And so, but they they want you to believe actually that they need more money. They need more money to preach the gospel. Have you ever noticed how many buildings TBN has? They actually television studios that they have that they never use. They have, uh, I don't know, one in Dallas. They have one in California. They have one in Florida, this new thing they opened. Uh, They have uh, Nashville. Oh, I think they have one in Texas. I don't know how many. They have one in New York City. They bought an old theater and they uh, totally remodeled it. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, millions of dollars. How many times do they use those buildings? Not that much. No. 
I'll tell you what. You want to you want to tell TBN something? Don't send them any more offerings. No, let them sell some of their buildings uh, or some of their houses or their jets or whatever. You need to preach the gospel. Why don't you sell what you have instead of asking somebody else to sell what they have to support your luxurious life? It's ridiculous. No, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. That You know you are being pimped when TBN has another telethon and they are lying, lying and telling you that they need more money to preach the gospel. No. That's a lie. I mean, that is a bold-faced lie. The television time, I think on TBN, and I don't even know if anybody even can afford to buy their television time, but... A few years ago, I know that it was $5,000 an hour to even be on TBN. So imagine if they even did 10 hours of programming a day at $5,000. All right, that's $50,000 a day times seven. That's $350,000 a week. So then that's like over a million dollars a month that they're making just on selling 10 hours of TV time when they're on for 24 hours. So you can imagine how much money they're taking in just selling the TV time. But yet they want you to believe that you have to have you have to send them money during their telethon otherwise they can't stay on the air. <sighs> It's like, okay, go away. Just go off the air. Goodbye. <laughs> Repent or go away. That's how I feel. Hallelujah. Now, you know you're being pimped when Kenneth and Gloria Copeland receive a $1 million love offering for themselves. Oh, you know you're being pimped then. Because I, I, I think Kenneth and Gloria, I think they ha- each have a $10 million jet, one his and hers. Oh, yeah, they both need jets, yes, you know. Gloria can't travel in Kenneth's jet. She has to have her own. So then her son actually had the nerve to receive a $1 million love gift for Gloria. Oh, I know. Gloria needs it. So, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, enough is enough. Enough is enough. These are just some of the things that I wrote down. And you know you are being pimped. 1 Corinthians, verse... uh, Chapter 6, verse 2 says, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life? That means that you have every right to judge 
what is going on and what people call church. Also, 1 Corinthians, and I told you that the word extortion and extortioners is in the is in the Bible. The Bible talks about it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And it's time to put these people out of business. And I say this, and I and uh, and I and I say it, and it, it puts me in mind of. Uh, the civil rights movement and nonviolent protests, but we protest what these people are doing. And and if you're in an, an area where uh, a Rod Parsley is coming or a Mike Murdoch or uh, a Benny Hinn or one of these pimps, and they and they get up in the building, if you happen to be there, and they start with this, give me a seed faith gift and God will bless you and all that. Just stand up. Just stand up. And just and shout out, you lie, you lie. Yes, and you know what? Some of them might even stop it. Some of them might not even stop it. But I say, be polite, be nice. They'll probably escort you out the door, but that's okay. You got your say in, and uh, that's enough already. It's enough. So. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you all for listening to my program. And uh, it blesses me that you do listen. Um, We're trying to do something for God to bring glory to him and to his name. And we do want to see... Some of these people, I, I believe some of them will repent. I believe some of them will turn around. I believe some of them it's too late. They won't. They won't change. But God's raising up a new new group of people that, like I said before, we won't bow the knee. We don't do this for money. We do it for the glory of God. And... Uh, that makes a difference. It, it makes a difference when you're not trying to get something from somebody because you want to preach. Preaching is free. And uh, God can use a man. He can use a woman. He can use anybody he wants. God doesn't discriminate. So, anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in. Saturday, I have my program, uh, Prophetic News, on Blog Talk Radio. And that's from 1 to 2 p.m. on Saturday. It's Eastern Standard Time. And then I do my program on the Prophecy Zone, and that's on Mondays. And I'm probably going to change the time to to, uh, 10 o'clock now that they've done this time change. Everything's kind of backwards where uh, uh, so I'll, I'll probably be doing it a little bit later 
and we are planning to uh, also expand the broadcast and start bringing more guests on and uh, maybe even expanding the times, uh, spending a little more time with the YouTube ministry that's been such a great blessing. So thank you, everybody, and I hope you're blessed. God bless you, but the most important thing we want to close with tonight is, do you know Jesus Christ? Have you made him your Lord and Savior? There is a real city called heaven. It's a real place, and God Almighty lives there. And There is a God Almighty. <laughs> you can't look at the creation and not know there is a God. But he sent his son to earth, and he, and he died. He died for your sins so you wouldn't have to die in your sins. He paid the price so you could be free. You could have joy and peace. Yes, God loves you no matter what you've done, where you've been, what you've done. No, God forgives you. He will forgive you. And the one thing that is so wonderful about God is he forgets about it. He doesn't remember what you did. He doesn't try to get revenge on you because you sinned. And uh, he loves you. Unconditional love. It's wonderful. So give your life to Jesus Christ tonight. If you don't know him, get down on your knees and ask him to come into your life. Give him your life. Tell, Ask him to change your life. Tell him you're sorry for your sins. He will come into your life. Yes, he will. And he will change your life. I know it happened to me. It's true. It's real. God is real. He is real. And you can have that same experience. You can be free from drugs. Just imagine. You don't need to rely on drugs. You don't need to rely on alcohol. You don't need to rely on perversion and all the things you're doing that you and you know you're not happy. You can find what you're looking for in Jesus Christ. When I gave my life to Jesus, my search was over. I didn't have to search anymore because I found the truth. And you can too. God bless you. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to a city it lies four square. The gates are made of jasper and I'll see Jesus there. I'm going to a city. On a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow
shall be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. I'm going to a city that lies four square. The gates are made of jasper and I'll see Jesus there. I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. And someday I'll be in heaven. There'll be no sorrow there With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.